Welcome to Gross Anatomy. There he is. Oh man, am I am, am I supposed to be putting on scrubs too, or? Wow. <laughs> should I? Well, somebody's, should I... <laughs> somebody's working here, so that's what it is. Okay, what's going on? Hey, nice Do to we, meet you. Um, well, I've seen you in the hospital. I've seen you yeah. hospital. Yeah. So we're live with Gross Anatomy, and uh, where we explore the sights, smells, sounds of medicine, and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, and the world around us. And I am Dr. Jason Cohen. And I'm Lauren Taylor. And, and today, to... yeah. what's that? No, you go for it, Dr. Cohen. No, you go for it, Lauren. <laughs> today, we are joined by a very special guest, Dr. Peter Kim. Who How's we it going? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, who um, who's a who's an anesthesiologist, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Good job with that. You there you it. go. How do you like that? So you know the the and he put on a nice shirt for us, which is beautiful. I didn't get to see the pre-shirt, but uh, <laughs> you don't want to see the pre-shirt. No. Yeah. Okay. It was like ACDC or something. Uh, it was a low V-neck, but that's okay. Yeah. V-neck's good. V-neck's good. It's California. Yeah. Exactly. Um, with like cut off, cut off tea kind of okay. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the nice uh, tailored scrubs you got on there. Right. Yeah. These are definitely not tailored scrubs. These are like double XL. Everybody always makes fun of me actually. So, um, you know, the whole, the whole thing about, uh, this, for me, this podcast, I know you, you come from a totally different thing for me. This is kind of, um, Lauren and I both love movies and TV and all that stuff. And, and this podcast originated, because of my um, continued between just people, friends, my kids, my kids' friends, always asking me if they would see something medical. Is that real? Does that really happen? So that, that was one place that it came from. And then also for me too, I'd watch something and I'd see an x-ray up on, up on a view box and I'd see it's totally backwards. And I'd be like, come on, you know? And while the regular person watching things doesn't pick that up, um, Clearly, we doctors tend to, at least I get annoyed by it, but we definitely pick it up. And that's kind of how this whole thing started. And then this year, um, or at the end of last year, Lauren and I decided as one of our um, resolutions to-do list, we said we want to have more guests on the show. Um, and guests, we had your friend, Dr. Edna Ma, anesthesiologist as well, um, who... Um, is a reality TV person. And she recommended that we uh, enlist you uh, to join us on our show. Now, I, I'm, I'm excited to meet you, although I feel like we've probably met, haven't we? You know, I think I've seen you in, in the garage. I think we, we probably park in the same similar area in the same garage. Right. So I feel like I've, we've, we've crossed paths. Have we done oh. cases together? We might have. I mean, I don't know. Do you have a baby at uh, I have the hospital? three babies, but my youngest baby is 14. Okay, no, no, then you wouldn't have been there because I do OB anesthesia most. Oh, gotcha. But, you know, we might have crossed paths. I, I do some general anesthesia as well. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Okay, so that's why I don't see you do OB. So uh, another iteration or another hat I wear is I actually run the pre-med program for college and post-bac students. And unfortunately, because of the whole corona pandemic, it's, it's been put on hold for now. Um, but one of the things we do and, and um, is... Every Wednesday from four to six, we have a guest doctor come in, a doctor affiliated with the hospital to come in and he or she talks about their journey, about how they got to be where they are. Um, so I feel like since I don't know you, like other guests 
for the most part, I've known. You're the first guest that, right? Have there been other guests that, well, actually, we have Lauren's brother, who's an artist on, but I kind of knew of him, and Lauren knew him. Um, but isn't he the first guest that I don't know at all, Lauren? Um, you didn't know the author, right, of Hype? You hadn't met her before. Oh, Dr. Shapiro. I, we didn't know her. That's true. So you're the second person that I don't know at all. Yeah, I don't know much about you guys either, but you know what? I heard that you guys are doing really fun stuff. Edna told me, hey, you got to meet these guys. And I said, I'll do anything for you, Edna. That's nice. why I'm here today. Yeah. No, exactly. I had to pay Edna a lot of money for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you my journey. So um, I don't know. The reason, the reason she kind of knows about me is I'm, I'm an anesthesiologist. I did, you know, I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore. Oh yeah, Baltimore with the Hopkins for undergrad, Maryland for med school. Did my residency so let's, out here. So so one thing, yeah. one of my favorite, 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 favorite movies is the whole Baltimore movie series. Lauren, do you have any idea what I'm going to say? You're going to say The Wire, which is the best show ever? No, I never watched The Wire. Do you watch The Wire, Dr. Kim? What? Yeah, you have to if you're from Baltimore. And that's how usually <laughs> yeah. people, that's how people know Baltimore usually. Really? No, yeah. for me, I'm dating myself. I'm da- it's an old movie. Lauren? An old movie? I don't know. Well, Diner. Oh, those movies. Okay, gotcha. Diner. Have you ever seen Diner? Yeah, I have not seen Diner, but yeah. Barry Levinson, right? Isn't it Barry Levinson? I'm not sure. Or Norman Jewish. No, I think it's Barry Levinson. I think it's Barry Levinson, I think, yeah. Great movie, great cast. Uh, You know, Paul Reiser, Kevin Bacon, Steve Guttenberg, Mickey Rourke. But that's what I think of when you say Baltimore, that and Pimlico. But okay, go ahead. No, that's good. Good. Most people think of the show Homicide. They think of the show The Wire. They think of uh, what else? They all have to do with homicide and murder. So that's. Good. And I think you know, <laughs> speaking of The Wire, I think one of our guests, Mark Feuerstein, who's an actor, and the reason we had him as a guest is he played a concierge doc on a TV show for a while. But I think he was on The Wire. I think he had a, a little bit of a guest stint on The Wire. I have to double check that. I could be totally out of the blue. So. Lauren, that's a homework assignment. I, I need to watch at least an episode of The Wire. You'll get yeah, you know, it takes, it takes a couple episodes to kind of get into it. Uh, even me, I like, tried to start watching it like two, three times. I was like, I can't watch this. And about, then you get hooked about episode four. So you then, you can't, then you can't stop watching it. The cool thing is, uh, usually it's about, uh, you know, obviously a lot of drug dealing and things like that. They're on the east side. They're on the west side of, of, of B-more, Baltimore. And they usually end up going to, they usually don't usually go to Hopkins when they kind of have issues. They usually end up going to university. And that's where I did my med school. I did uh, my internship. I did not go to shock in, trauma? Oh, yeah, exactly. Shock trauma at university. Oh, so I did my okay. internship and surgery there. So I spent oh, a lot wow. of time there. Yeah, before I so did, did you? So actually a mentor of mine, the, one of the reasons I went into surgery as opposed to emergency medicine was Tom Scalia. Did you know that? Oh, name? yeah, of course. Yeah. He's a legend there. Yeah. So Absolute he- legend. He was the head of um, trauma and the ER mm-hmm. at Downstate Kings County, which is where I'm, I trained, and I'm from New York in Brooklyn. So, but he was like an ER doc and a trauma guy, and I was really wrestling back and forth, trauma, ER, trauma, ER. But at the end of the day, he got, even though he started the ER program there, he got to go up to the OR, and so it's his fault, basically, that I became a surgeon. So I blame him, or I thank him, or... <laughs> Or whatever you want to say. Well, he's a legend. See, so we have the connection. There you go. He's a legend. Shock trauma is just one of the most amazing places to spend time in. Yeah. Pink uh, scrubs. That's see, everybody knows it for that. You know right. how much of the you know how many of those scrubs got stolen all day, like daily? 
Because right. like people just wanted the pink scrubs. So my wife has a pair. <laughs> exactly. Don't say that. Yeah, don't tell yeah. So you did a year of surgery. Did a year of internship and surgery. And right. came Where'd out you go to college. I went to Hopkins for undergrad. Oh wow. And Wawa. Wawa. Oh yeah, Wawa. Yes. You know about Wawa. How do you know these things? I yeah. dated a goucher girl <laughs> okay. long okay. distance in college. I dated a goucher girl. Okay. And she spent a lot of time at Wawa. Right. Goucher was the sister school yeah. of Hopkins before yeah. it went co-ed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you know a lot. So yeah, so then I ended up on the West Coast. My wife, I met my wife out there. She she was doing she was in med school at Hopkins. And so while, while you I'm, were in resident? No, while I was in med school at Maryland. And oh, so you were in med school together? Yeah, we're both in med school, different schools. Met how'd you meet? Uh at like an Asian American Medical Student Association. <laughs> So the whole reason why we decided to have you on the show, the whole reason Dr. Moss said we should have you on the show is because you're a doctor who's doing other stuff, who's found, in addition to doctoring, um, you're a doc who's, who's um, investing in all that stuff and, and trying to make a living doing other stuff. And we'll get into all of that. But, but when was it that you kind of had that epiphany of, hey, either I need to do other stuff or I want to do other stuff? How, how early on in your life was that? I came out in 2000, I finished my fellowship in 2011. So I did a okay. fellowship in anest- uh, OB anesthesia. Gotcha. And I started working and it was great. And, but a couple of years into it, there was some schedule stuff that happened. It, it, it just happened around that time with different shifts and things like that. And what ended up happening was that I felt like, all right, I'm not quite getting a fair deal is the best way I'd say it. Okay. Um, and I realized at that point, I realized, hey, I'm not, I'm not in control here. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, 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 my time is really determined by somebody else. How much I'm working, how much I'm making is what I figured out. And I was working a lot of nights and working a lot of weekends as well. And I didn't have control over any of that. And so I felt like, okay, is this the life that I truly want you were to new, live? Because you were the new guy though, right? Yeah, but uh, this is about two years into it. I, I mean, two, three years into it. This is after I partnered. So I'm like, okay, uh, I guess okay. I had different expectations. Maybe, you know, you walk into it, you're like, when I partner, this is going to happen. Right. But in fact, it almost got worse at that point. And right. So, so let like, me back up. Let me back up. So, so when you were in high school, did you ever think about other stuff, entrepreneurial stuff, trading yeah. in the market? I've always been a, well, I don't know. I've always kind of hustled. I, I mean, in some ways I've had, you know, all odd jobs here and there, whatever jobs that I could find just for fun, trying to make some money and just learn like what? things. Even in college, I used to scalp tickets, <laughs> you know, things like that. I used to be a ticket scalper. I used to, well, I mean, I used to buy the tickets online, go down to ballparks. Sell, I don't know. Just trying to collect like, extra like money. baseball games and baseball like games, that? the Orioles go down to Camden Yards, especially when I was in med school. I lived like two blocks from it. So I used to right. do that all the time. I used to buy ticket concert concert tickets online. I'm one of those guys. Anyways, on eBay? You on, do eBay. It on eBay? Yeah, I do it on eBay to try to make some money just so that I could enjoy life a little bit in med school. What else did I do? I used to, um, oh yeah, this is kind of a silly one, but like even in med school, like I remember in med school, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you don't have much money coming in. You're living off loans and you're trying to enjoy life a little bit. And so I would, I remember I go to conferences and medical conferences I used to just snag everything I could. I used to throw that all up on eBay. That used to be, oh man, that used to do amazing. Crazy. What do you mean? Like the pens? Oh yeah. The pens, the thing. (laughs) People don't realize there's hidden value there. I wouldn't have thought of that. No, I didn't realize that either until, so I got, I remember I went to a cardiology conference or whatever it was. 
And I remember somebody was like, oh, dude, you got to go to the Vi- was, it was Viagra there. I forgot where, whatever it was. And you got to get that pen. And somebody else like, oh, okay, it's cool. They're like, kind of flips up real kind of cool, funny, just like doing the Viagra thing. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, why are you getting it? He's like, oh, oh, I heard you can sell that on eBay. That's like a big hot item. And so wow. I was like, wow, are you serious? I was like, what do you think? And I started looking it up. Like they were selling those things for like five bucks each or 10 bucks each or something, right? So I'm like, crap. So I started just scooping those things up, right? <laughs> I was like trying to find all these pens and, you know, and I was like, I don't know. I developed a little business in med school, going to these conferences. Uh, too, you, bad they, too bad they don't have much, these things anymore. I know. How much did you get for a pen? Sometimes you can put together, it was funny. Like I said, that Viagra pen, you can probably still spy today on eBay. It was like a hot item. I don't know. I could get like five or 10 bucks for a pen. No like way. One pen. Yeah. It's That's amazing. Great. Why don't we do that now? We should I know, we still can, do that. Nobody does, nobody does those things anymore. <laughs> Anyways, hey, I, I don't know. I had this whole strategy. You can put together lots of pens and you put together, you know, crappy ones with good ones. So anyways, I had this whole thing going on trying to essentially so I could take out dates to nice, you know, nice restaurants and stuff. That's nice. really what, it, what it was. And, so, and that was your future wife, right? Yeah, that's my wife. That's what I'm talking uh-huh. about. Right. right, right so right. yeah, we started dating. We started dating <laughs> only my your future year. wife. Yeah, only my future wife. I started dating a right. second year in med school. So right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, I've always just kind of had an eye for that. Just like just having fun with that, and I think I just enjoyed the um, adrenaline from it. And it wasn't, gotcha. you know. And so uh, I actually started as an econ major in college too. I started thinking about different ways to go. I usually, you know, even kind of toyed with the idea of going into like consulting. That's, at that time, it was really hot, right? That time, uh, everybody seemed to be going into consulting. Um, anyway, yeah. So I started. Uh, I always kind of toyed with the idea. I. I we try to remember. I mean, I, I've always, I've always liked the idea of entrepreneurship. I love the idea of business. It always really kind of uh, got me going. And um, but once medicine kind of became my focus, I kind of you know you have to go kind of hardcore into that. Yeah. And what happened so, was that so before we get yeah. so let's let's I'm still going to cut you off. No, so I, don't I personally um, regret that I didn't get an MBA. Like because because in my fellowship I had to do. It was a two-year surgical oncology fellowship, and six months of it were spent doing research. And I was in a lab um, that was really a prostate cancer lab, and I was trying to do breast cancer stuff. But basically, I had no idea what I was doing, and, and it was worthless. And, and I'm really upset with myself that I didn't have the foresight to say, hey, I'll take an extra six months or so of fellowship, so I'll do two and a half years, and let me do an MBA instead of sitting six months and doing nothing. And I, they, I really they paid for it? Who knows? Who See, knows? that's the big deal. Yeah, especially if you can get it somewhat paid or subsidized, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah I think there was part of me that thought about doing it too. Even when I applied to med schools and things like that, I yeah, I, I even had thought about there are a few schools with like MD MBAs, and yeah. so I've always kind of had that, like kind of I don't know that kind of spirit, I'd say, right in me. And so yeah, so it's just always been interesting. So you became partner, and then you thought of doing something else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just that I looked at my life and I was like, okay, is this where I want to be? Is this where I want to be yeah. now? And what's this going to look like in five, 10 years if I do nothing about it? And obviously medicine's changing. Jason knows I'm talking to all these older docs, uh, even in my group, people necessarily didn't seem very happy. And I was like, okay, this is kind of not the road that I want to be on. And so what can I do at this point? And so mm-hmm. at this point, I start looking around the hospital and I start thinking, all right, there've got to be some other docs who have figured this thing out, right? Not everybody here is disgruntled 
or upset about it. There's some people here living some pretty cool, good lives. And I, I just started looking around, you know, and luckily at that point, I mean, I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the OR. So I, I work with a lot of different surgeons. I work with GI, cardio. I mean, I'm just looking at different people, just getting to know people, talking. I like doing that. And there were some cool, the ones that talk about, hey, I went this travel, this trip. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Like, how are you able mm-hmm. to do these things? And I was just like, yeah, just take note of it. And like, you know, I just ask enough people that eventually I kind of knows a pattern. Like after talking to people, I was like, all right, all these guys are making money somehow outside of medicine. Right. And so that allows them to really practice how they want. So maybe they don't have to take all the call that they want on the weekends. Some of the anesthesiologists, the cool thing with us, you know, we're kind of interchangeable, meaning that maybe, you know, if I can just give my shift to somebody else, it doesn't matter just because there's a body there. Somebody's taking right. my place. It doesn't matter. You probably, people come for you. Um, people don't necessarily come for me. Right. Um, and that's what I think. So as long as somebody's there, so I'm like, okay, so what are you guys doing exactly? So I just go into a few of them. And there was actually a couple of people in our hospital that I talked to. I remember I went into the, I wasn't even working with them that day, but I saw them like on some website for some investing thing. I saw their like picture on there, like touring a property or something like that. Right. Who, uh, who was that? Huh? Huh? That was, was actually it? the funny thing was, it was Edna's husband. Gene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Of all people, it was Edna's yeah. husband, Gene. And it's not like he was posing for it. He just happened to be in one of the photos of like this touring these property. I just like happened to click through it. I was like, wait a minute. That looks like somebody I know. How and was, was like, he on? How was I, he on that? Yeah. I, he, that's what I was like. I, it, it was in Texas of all places or something like that. So I was like, this is the craziest thing. I was like, I think that's him as best I can tell. It's on some. And you already knew him. I already knew him, but I didn't know him that well. Right. right. So I was like, okay, next time. I'm in the Did OR. Did you know Edna before that? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember how well I knew her. We had met before, I think, but we, again, we didn't know each other all that well. Gotcha. And so I said, next time, I'm going to look on the schedule. Next time I see him on the schedule, I'm going to pop over there and just like be like, hey, is this you? And what are you doing? And so that's what I did. One day I walked over, I walked into his OR. I think he was, and I was like, hey, do you, uh, you invest in real estate and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, that was me. I was like, look, I saw your picture on this thing. He's like, yeah, that was me. I was like, what? It's crazy. So tell me about it. And so he started telling me about all the investing that he was doing. And these guys, I mean, Edna and Gene, they probably downplay how many, I mean, you could tell Edna does tons of stuff, mm-hmm. but they right. even, there's, a, there's a, even another level of these guys. These guys do so much stuff, really super savvy, business savvy, real estate and investing, all these type of things. And so I was like, all right, just, can you teach me? It's basically what I said. Can you teach me? Like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, sure. So what I did is I organized a group of, it was actually 10 doctors that would meet like monthly basis one night at somebody's home and just talk about real estate investing and creating, you know, other streams of income. And that's how it kind of started. Nothing special. Some of us had, you know, some, some experience here, some of had experience, but honestly, these guys had the most experience. And so we just started getting together over food and just talking about it. And I was like, what are you doing? Wow. So we just started sharing these experiences and it really got me pumped up. And I was like, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to figure out some way to create other streams of income outside of medicine. What year was and this? 2013 or 14, maybe. Okay. Yeah, 2013 or 14, somewhere around that time. Right. And so, so, was, yeah. so where was the, when was the whole crash? The crash yeah, was the crash 07? Was like, yeah, 08. Yeah, it probably lasted until 2010, 2011, 2012 right. was just really starting to climb out. And so honestly, right. the time couldn't have been any better. Right. Uh, I think people would always still worry about real estate investing, but there's so many different ways to go. But that started the whole thing for me. And I just started, I remember just like going to real estate investor meetings, 
I started reading as many books. There's like this podcast, it's called Bigger Pockets. That was like the first podcast I ever listened to, but I think it was gotcha. this thing of Bigger Pockets. I started, you know, going around and learning about all these things. I mean, we went to like commercial real estate meetings and stuff like that. And then I learned about this like type of investing called crowdfunding where you can literally go online, click a few buttons, see some real estate opportunities, invest like a small amount and off you go. And so I just started doing that and little by little started learning and growing and that sort of thing. And just putting just, stuff into crowdfunding. Yeah, I started with crowdfunding. I mean, I didn't even know what I was doing. Trust me. It was kind what of was like, your first, What was your first dollar increment you invested? Uh, $5,000. That was my In first thing. one. And yeah, what happened thing. to them? So it's a, it, it, was a de- it was a debt deal. So the deal was, I remember it was like a year you were basically funding a fix and flipper, right? A right. fix and flipper and you, they needed X amount of money. And as many people wanted to get in there as $5,000 increments or more, we'll get in there. I clicked in, I did my first five, you know, my first 5,000. Trust me, that was scary. It How was much so did they scary. want? Uh, I think it was a couple hundred thousand. I think it was what they're like, looking for. And it's a short time window that they say, we're going to close it if we don't get it kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they just say, we'll just go until we get funded. Right. And whatever they funded really quickly. And, and how do you know who the people are? How, how do you research or were they? That's the crazy thing. At that point, I had no idea what I was doing. I trusted the platform, you know, that the platform said they did the due diligence. I met the CEO and founder of that platform at one of these real estate investor meetings. And but you didn't know the people. I didn't know the people at all. And so I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I lose this $5,000. It's not, you know, my kids don't go hungry. Actually, at that time, I didn't have kids. So my wife doesn't go hungry. Um, And I'll try and see what's, you know, what's up. And so the deal was like, okay, it's going to last for a year. They're going to pay me interest for that year based on my $5,000 at a certain amount of interest. I think it was like, I think it was like 12%, something like that at that time. I was like, okay, why not go for it? Wait a minute. Are you allowed as a non- Lend, oh, it's not like you're lending money because a, a non-certified lender, at least from my knowledge, can't lend money by law more than nine plus plus percent, right? Am I right or no? Yeah, this is a hard money. I mean, technically is a hard money loan is what it's called. Right. So they right. just put it together. And so it's, you know, it's through a real estate. They, they put the whole platform together. <laughs> you're right. putting it in there, chipping in your money. I think it was like 12% at that time, if I remember. And I remember that first, like the month after, was the first time I got a little deposit in there. And I try to remember what it was exactly. You probably calculated it and I'm going to get it all wrong, but it was like $43 or something like that, right? Yeah. But I remember sitting there going, like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I did nothing else extra. And I got 40. I know it's not much, but I'm like, you know, this pays for like in and out or whatever it is. Right. Or nice, uh, you know, maybe something nice. And how much time right? did you spend researching that first? Nothing, investment? nothing, nothing. And I, I did such a poor, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that people do this, but I remember <laughs> I was just like, I don't know anything about this property. I remember looking it up or something like that, making sure it's like yeah. a real property on a map Where was or it? something. It was in Florida. Okay. It was in Florida. I remember I just Google mapped it. I looked at the numbers. I didn't know what anything meant to be <laughs> honest with you. And I'm like, I'm just going to go and try it. But that kind of started something. And I remember that first deposit came in and all of a sudden I was like, all right, I'm going bigger next, you know? <laughs> you know? It's, like, it's like the gambler's mentality, you know? And yeah. I guess I've had that. And so the next thing I found was like another one of these things. Somebody was raising money for a- um, Wait, wait, wait. So what happened at the end of the year? Did you oh, get- Oh, it did amazing. Yeah, I got it all back. I got 12% every year. I mean, whatever annualized, right? Every month, got a little deposit at the first of every month, whatever it was. And then at the end of the deal, they gave me my whole capital back. Right. And but, so but not an extra, just so you made basically 500 bucks or something. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. 12% okay. on it. Right. So about 500 right. bucks on it. Right. Okay. 
Uh, but it was cool. I was like, this is amazing. I mean, at least I'm right. putting my money to work. It was more than the savings account at that time. I think savings accounts were really, really low. Yeah. Of the interest. And I was like, okay, well, this is a start. And so I found this other deal where there's an apartment building that like right here in, in Culver City. And that was, um, and you know, so a couple miles from my place where I live. And I actually, this time I went, I was like, I'm going to go see it. So I went to the building with the people. We toured it. I went, saw the property. I was like, this is pretty cool. And so I put a bigger amount in there. How much? This time, 25,000 on that one. Okay. Same website? Same, same, same site? Different website, different websites. A whole bunch okay. of it sprouted up at that time. So I found a different okay. one. And then this type of deal, it's not one of those debt deals. It's more like an equity. So I actually own a piece of the apartment building this time. Right. Right. So they gave me a little piece of the profits, whatever it is, percentage. When they you know, sold it. Yeah. Well, they sell it, but also as it goes, and you know, they collect profits when they have distributions. They distribute money ongoing as well for like. Wait, the how are they collecting? How are they rents. collecting profits? Yeah, so rents. No, they own it. So they buy it. This time, sorry, it's not a fix and flipper. They actually oh, it's not a buy. Fixer. They buy the building, right? Gotcha. And their whole goal is, and they tell you at the beginning, I'm going to buy. They're going to buy this building. They're putting the money together. What we're going to do is, we think there's a lot of upside on rents. And do so they, they, when they yeah. buy these buildings, do they buy them all cash or they get? Loans no, they get loans too? on it. They get loans they on do it. Get loans. Yeah, they got okay. loans on it, but they get the down payment through themselves and then raising money through people. And, and when you're are, putting money in, do you have to put money in as an LLC or you put money in just individually? You can put in money account. individually or as an LLC, whatever you want, but you get lumped into an LLC. So that provides that protection there in terms of, you know, asset protection or at least liability right. wise. So you're not liable. But yeah, so yeah. they, yeah, so I put 25000 I owned a percentage of that building and I still, honestly, they still have it today. Oh, um, wow. They never sold it because it was such a good cash flow machine. And so the guy who put in, I, apparently some guy put in like a million bucks. Wow. And so, and so he was like, he, he calls the shots apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my $25,000, uh, I don't get to decide what to do apparently. But, but uh, he'll decide when it gets sold? Well, I think eventually they will sell it. It's just that they're just waiting on the right moment. I think they probably... Looking at today's market, maybe they should have sold it. <laughs> um, so in, in those deals, do they do, do they say, "Hey, we're only going to hold it for X amount of time," or when you put the money in, they could hold it for however long they want? They could hold it for wherever they want, but they usually tell you that their goal is to exit anywhere from three to seven years. It gotcha. depends. They usually have a plan because for them, to be honest with you, it's oftentimes it doesn't make sense to hold it. Like if right. they're going to get, cause they make a good amount of cash on the backside, right? Cause they get money for managing it. And there's some fees that go along with that, that they get, right. but they really make their money on the profits on the backside. So they want that thing sold. And so for them to hold it, it it's usually, it's gotta, it's gotta be a lot, you know? And then they'd rather take that cash and move it on to the next one. Yeah. So okay, when so. you were in med school, did you know about any of this stuff? Nothing. I knew College? nothing about real estate investing. I knew nothing. I don't think I knew I didn't know anybody doing real estate investing, but yeah. it, it wasn't what about until, trusts and estates. Oh, stuff. nothing. No, no. I, I'm, I was the worst. No, I mean, everyone's yeah. pretty, I mean, a lot of med students are bad, but I knew nothing about it. I, I racked up credit card debt like you would not believe. In college, yeah. uh, you know, you've seen those booths where you go uh, and you get like, again, the freebie squeezes or t-shirts or frisbees or whatever in college for credit cards. I was so stupid. I signed up for everything for like a water <laughs> bottle. Like I just, I signed up and I'd be like, get a, one of those water bottles you never use. Yeah. And so I had so many credit cards in college. I racked up so much debt that I remember I had to like grovel to my parents and say like, I don't know what to do about this. Like 
Next thing you know, I've got $20,000 in credit card debt as wow. a college student. I didn't know what I was doing. And it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Well, um, I got to tell you, I, I don't think it's you. I think it's probably everyone. And, I, and I, it's definitely most people going to med school. That's probably why most people go to med school is because they have no idea about that stuff. Yeah, I mean, in college is so easy. I don't know if it's still like that today, but they just like basically feed it to you there. Yeah. And then they like basically give you the smallest little incentives for you to, you know, get one. And next thing you know, you're just spending money on it, you know, paying the minimums and you don't know any better, you know? One of my, my eldest kid is 20, about to turn 24 and she has a couple of credit cards already and she gets constant, you know, e- even while she was in college, constant apply for this credit card, that credit card. Oh, and, yeah. and they get it. And she uses it. And I, I got so to, many. And my yeah, credit no, score, you should have seen my credit score at a certain point. It was bad. I mean, sometimes I, there are certain credit cards I opened up. Anytime you, you know, have you ever gone to like a, a sh, like a, bought some clothes? Like, and they're like, hey, you can get 15% off today if you uh, sign up for the Express card or, or whatever yeah. it is. And you're like, yeah, sure. I, mean, that's, I was doing all those. And yeah. I remember like, I got one of those and, I never even got the bill or this and they just, they would close it off and close my credit. My credit score was just horrible. Had that on there for like seven, eight years, whatever that is. And so did you have trouble getting into all this investment stuff because your credit was so bad? Eventually, eventually I cleared it up. I mean, by that point, luckily when I met my wife, yeah, I mean, she was one of those, she paid every credit card off every statement, right? Yeah. Her mom taught her well and her dad taught her well. Yeah, that was and, my dad. And so she, <laughs> once she talked to me, she was like, you know, you don't pay your credit cards off? This I was like, no, you just pay the minimums. That's all you got to do, you know? I didn't know anything about <laughs> it, you know? I'm like, you just got to pay this much. I mean, you know, why would you pay the whole thing, you know? And she's like, well, it's accruing interest, you know? I was like, yeah, yeah I pay that off sometime later. And I still didn't get it. Anyway, so ever since I met my wife, once we kind of got a little closer, I just started paying it off. And yeah. I've just always been in that habit since. And it helps that, you know, now you can do all that stuff online. You remember the days when you have to actually like write a check every oh, month? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Balance your checkbook. Yeah, you, you forget yeah. and you get the late fees and, and things like that. And so I didn't learn anything like when I was in high school, med school and things like that. So once I kind of got wind of all this stuff and again, there was a big book. I mean, you've probably heard of it. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of it, but a lot yeah. of people talk Read about it. that book. That was one of those books early on that someone recommended to me. I think it was Gene probably, or one of those people recommended yeah. to me. And that book just totally blew my mind. And I was like, all right, I'm thinking about this whole career life thing. Totally wrong. I mean, physicians make good incomes, yeah. But we're just like, we're just high paid hourly workers in, in essence. Like you put in your time and if you don't put yeah. your time, nothing comes in. Right. I, I mean, just like, with, just like now. Plumbers. We're basically yeah. plumbers. Yeah. Although I think plumbers get paid better. They get paid better at times. Right. Yeah. And, and nobody uh, realizes that. And they don't have the liability that we do. But no I mean, even, that's, even in the time of what's going on right now, I think people like now they're getting it right. The OR shut down. Yeah. The office is shut down guess what? No income's coming in. And hopefully a lot of people were able to get some of the extra stimulus money or PPPs or whatever and things like that. But you realize, not, you know, you stop working, you know, nothing comes in. And so yeah. once that realization came in, I'm like, all right, I got to figure out something else. There's other people that are doing it well. And I just started modeling them. That's really what it was. And um, yeah. How did you, of- when did you start your website? Passive um, income. <laughs> Yeah. So I started, uh, yeah. So I started doing this and I started investing in real estate, started investing in all these things. And, you know, I'm just one of those guys, I got to tell everybody about it. Right. And it's not, I wasn't trying to say like the, the show off or anything. I'm just like, dude, like 
you, you've been doing, we've been doing it all wrong. Like people have been telling us all wrong, you know? Um, and it's not what we thought, you know, type thing. And so I've been, I'll just start telling everybody and people are like, you need to, and I'll tell them like in the ORs, I'm telling them, you know, these kind of things. People are like, dude, I'm trying to work here, you know? Yeah. I'm like, you know, anesthesiologists, we can, we can talk a little more. Right. Um, and so people are like, you just, you know, maybe if you wrote it down somewhere, blah, 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 maybe, you know, so I could read it, that would be super helpful. Yeah. And I looked around for like blogs or something like that of doctors talking about this stuff. And there's one guy, his name is the white coat investor. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He writes, he has him. a great finance site for physicians, usually really good for early finance physicians it's called the white coat investor talks all about, you know, insurances, <clears throat> debt, you know, retirement accounts, stock market, you know, all the basics. And if, uh, it's really, really good, especially for an early physician to kind of get them set, you know, set them on the right foot. And he was the only one talking about real estate and finances and physician being a physician online that I could see. But I was like, he's not talking about real estate at all. So yeah. I was like, all right, somebody needs to do it. I'm not a writer. Um, but I was like, let me try. And so I just started putting it online. I just, I just like, I remember just writing something and yeah. then I just kind of released it. It just, um, it was not a nice site, janky site, this or that. And something happened. Like one of my first like two articles got picked up by Doximity or something like that. Right. And so next thing you know, it crashes my site. It's like, I don't know what's going on. I have like people like sponsors started contact being like, Hey, you, you know, do you take advertisers on your site? And I'm like, well, yes, I do. You know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know. They're like, yeah. send me your, send me your uh, sponsorship kit. I'm like, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so I just started, I just made up something. Right. And that's just, and then off you went. And next thing you know, I'm like, I got to write an article. I've got, I've got advertisers. I've got sponsors. And this thing just started growing. So is that what you meant last week when, when we were going to, when we were going to go with you uh, last week, you said you had a deadline. What was that? Yeah. Well, that's the virtual summit that I launched. So yeah, but you know, I'll tell you about that, but it's just like, it's, it's like, yeah, it just started from that. I just started kind of growing and growing a blog and started talking to people. And then that grew into a podcast. It started growing into events. So we did a conference last fall for physicians cool. and they flew in from all over the country talking about real estate. And then I just about to launch, actually just uh, registrate. I don't know when this will go out, but I just launched a, a, a announced a virtual summit where I talked to the 50 or so physicians about how they are able to create real estate, uh, sorry, create income outside of medicine. That's really what yeah. I talked about. Because especially today, there's so many physicians who want to know about that stuff. And like when I wanted to know about it, there's like nobody, who could I talk to, you know? I want to hear stories of people. It still doesn't exist. So I, I got 50, you know, now that I've been in the space for a little while, at least the online space, I've got to know and form some relationships with a lot of interesting people. Guys like, again, the White Coat Investor, Kevin MD. I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin MD. If he runs an amazing platform for kind of really amplifying physician voices out there. It's really, really great website. A lot of these, you know, chief technology officers, chief medical officers of different companies and technology, you know, people consulting with, with large, you know, tech companies, they're venture capitalists, everybody, right, doing cool stuff. I was like, I got to just bring these stories to people. And so yeah. I just interviewed them just like we're doing here. Yeah. That's all we did. I, 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 <laughs> I just interviewed uh, on Zoom, we put it together. I put, you know, package this thing and I put it together as a free resource for people. It's going to be launching next week. It's going to go over two weeks, over 50 interviews and people can just watch, you know, it's going to be for 48 hours. If people want to, you know, keep it for recordings and there's something else for that. But my hope is that it just gets the conversation going. It's funny because even four or five years ago, whenever I start, used to tell people like, online, I used to get so many haters. It was kind of crazy. 
Um, but you know, doctor haters. Yeah, even doctor haters, non-doctor haters. Like I remember one one article got out there. I think it was on Doximity or something like that that said like, um, make medicine a hobby or something like that is what I said. Uh, it was just kind of an I don't know, maybe it was a catchy right. tagline headline, but really it kept saying like, look, do it for the passion and love. You can do that if you create these income streams outside where medicine's a, a, a labor of so love, true. then then you can show up at work and be like, I love what I'm doing here. Cause then, yeah. and, and then your whole perspective on medicine, treating your patients, you see everything so differently. And yeah. so I, you know, I was talking about that and I remember people, some people would say, Oh man, it's amazing. Yes. It's what I'm shooting for. Then I'd have the other side, like, you know, all you do is talk about money. Medicine's not just about money. You know, you shouldn't have gone into it in the first place. And, and just all these type of things. And I'm like, you know, it's, you will always get haters. We, we get some haters too. You guys get haters too. Yeah. That's when you know you're doing a good job, you know, <laughs> right. So that's, that's when, you know, so, I mean, haters kind of also help kind of, although it's upsetting, isn't it? it? It's a yeah. little upsetting. I would, I would, I'll be honest with you. The first couple I'd be like, Oh man, I can't believe that guy said that. Like, how dare yeah. you? Like, I'm, I'm trying to write to this guy, like try to change his mind on stuff. But I'm like, yeah, at this point you realize people will think what they think. Yeah. You know, you just keep doing whatever you think is right for yourself and for people. And, and that's what it is. And so the other thing that's interesting, I don't know if you found, especially among it's not just doctors, I guess it's everybody like no, to some degree, people want you to be successful, but people also really want you to fail. Right. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And and so so there's going to be a lot of haters just because why is he successful? Why are you successful? And I'm not, you know, kind of feeling. But then even more so, I think, amongst doctors is this whole, like, we have to be the doctor and we can't be, you know, you know, trying to make a living. And, and, and if somebody sees you, oh, he, he's a businessman, we, we shouldn't work with him, right? Have you, have you Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like, I know that, um, you know, a lot of people get, they get a lot of hate for going part-time as a physician, right? There are physicians that go part-time. Yeah. My wife went part-time. Well, but some people want to go part-time people look down on it like hey you're not dedicated to the craft you're not dedicated to people oh you should have given up your spot for someone else in med school if that was going to actually go in right. and do it full time or you know these kind of things and i think it's easy for people to say on the outside but i mean there's so many people leaving medicine today altogether just unhappy burnt out people in medicine yeah. that are still so i mean you want at least you want part-time people that are in there loving it and doing it and living good lives and just feeling content and that you know that kind of floats down to patients, right? They get good care anyways. But yeah, so it's, I get, I get that all the time and I see it out there and it's kind of sad because I think that, I think we need to support each other more than yeah. anything, especially nowadays. I, did I read or hear or see that you were reluctant for a while to put it out there because you were worried about your reputation a little bit? Um, yeah, I, I, was. I, mean, I was worried about this. I mean, I'm talking about how I'm trying to work less, <laughs> right? right. I'm literally talking about, here's my goal. Right. My goal is to completely replace my clinical income with yeah. passive income so I yeah. can choose to work however I want, whether I want to retire now right. or soon or work less. And that's the last thing I'm sure your partners want to hear. Like this guy's talking about how he wants to work less, right? He's focused on other things. And I didn't know, I should have realized any better. Like, my patients don't read this. Like nobody cares. Yeah. Even still to this day, my colleagues, most of them, they have no idea. But yeah. it's just like this feeling. You feel like everybody will, will find you out and, and worry about it. So I was totally anonymous for the first year or two. And I think it was like a year. 
And, but at a certain point, like people are like, let's meet up and do all these things. And I'm like hiding behind this curtain. So I'm like, you know what? Forget it. That's just, <laughs> you let's were just, Oz. Yeah, it was Oz, I guess. But yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, let's just, let's just have some fun with this. And to be honest with you, the positive, there's been some negative, but the positive has far outweighed the, the negative. It allows me to do stuff like this, interact with different people That's and really kind of, and the connections are the most fun part of this whole thing. And I it's agree. Just, yeah. even with the podcast, right? You get to meet some really cool people. Yeah, we're having fun. And that's like the most fun part. And it's like, I mean, that to me is where all the magic happens with all these connections and networking and things like that. So it's been an amazing experience. So do you have time to meet with patients anymore? It seems like you're just booked now. No, I do. No, I I still work. No, I work. uh, Okay, so I get a full I get a full slot of shifts still. So I get a Sorry, guys, my dogs are. So I I get a full slot of shifts. How many dogs you got? I've got two dogs. I've got two very, very small dogs. Nice. dogs. Yorkie and a Maltese. We have four ridiculous dogs. Yeah. Two, and four, two cats. Four small dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two kids, two dogs yeah. downstairs just going nuts. Nice. But uh, what were you saying? <laughs> I forgot. You right. Oh, yeah. So I still, yeah. So I get a full slate of hours of shifts. The cool thing is I can give up shifts as I want. And so right. my goal has been, and you know, I've given up as many weekends and nights as possible. That's really what. So, do you think? Did you choose anesthesia partly for lifestyle? When you know, getting back to my hat that I wear in this pre-med program, what made you choose anesthesia? Yeah, well, I'll tell this story because I don't talk about this a lot. But maybe you're pre-med people or this or that. So, my initial, my initial interest was in urology, actually. So I wanted to be a urologist. You look well, like I'm, a urologist. <laughs> okay. So, I, you know, it's like the you meet, I don't know how you chose specialties, but you go to a specialty. And you just I feel chose like you, a specialty because I wanted to be as miserable as possible. They, <laughs> and did you succeed? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, pretty much. Okay, yeah. good. So I chose it because I was like, you, you know, you meet like the people you're around, right? So residents yeah. and this, and you're like, these people are just like, these are my people. Yeah. Urology and, guys are cool guys. Exactly. So I'm like, these yeah. are my people. I had a great time with them. And yeah. so I met them. And I was like, this is awesome. And I remember at that time, I remember my step scores were okay, but they weren't necessarily urology material, I thought. But I was like, hey, what do you guys think? And this or that. And they were like, well, yeah, go for it, you know? And I was like, sweet, so I'll go for it. And so I applied and I interviewed and I did not match. Wow. That's what happened. So I did not match, but I matched. Right. So I was like, all right, what do I do at this point? And obviously it was pretty crushing, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do a year of, I could scramble to like some random specialty, but I didn't want that. Right. I was like, look, so you scrambled. So yeah. So I just, so I had this, I'm at the scramble point. Right. So I'm like, what do I do? And you get like a, like a list of like people who haven't gone through it. They have no idea. It's crazy. You got like a, it's like on this day, you get this like list of like all these open spots and it's becomes yeah. like a, a free for all. Right. So I was like, all right, what do I want to do? And I said, you know what, I'm going to just go and scramble to a surgery position, at least a general surgery um, internship uh, at my home institution. And then I'll make a decision from there. I'll apply again is what right. I decided to do. So that's what I did. I didn't, uh, I did an internship in surgery and as I was at, doing it at shock trauma at Maryland. Yeah. At Maryland shock yeah. trauma. And then I remember I still did a rotation I mean, part of my thing was I was doing rotation in urology. Like, even they let me do it. They're like, okay, you can do a urology rotation. Um, I forgot if we had to or not, but they're like, you can do it because you love it. And so I did it with those guys. And I remember the, the, the two chief residents at that time. They were like, hey, Peter, you know, what are you doing? We were going out for a beer or something like that. I got, I got to know them really well. Um, they had been actually out of the match the previous year. They had skipped the match the year I was applying. 
And then right. the second year, they're going to go back in the match. And I was like, man, I hope you guys take me, you know, this kind of thing, right? You guys now work with me, you know me, blah, blah, blah. And they sat me down and they both said, like, you know, you should think about another specialty. <laughs> both cheap really? residents. Yeah. And I was like, what? And they're like, do you, can you imagine yourself doing anything but a surgical specialty? And I was like, maybe. And I said, what would you do? You know, well, like I asked them, I was like, what do you think I should do? And both of them said, anesthesia right there. And I was like, what are you talking about? Anesthesia? I was like, I don't know anything about it. This or that, even in my rotation, when we had like a one week rotation in, in med school, but most people kind of just, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Were you, did you hate them at that minute or, or did you like, how did, what did you No, I was curious. I was so curious. I was like, why would you weren't pissed? You weren't humiliated. You weren't. No, no, no. They were like, they were saying it out of love. I mean, they were like, dude, you can do it. Like, trust me. And I hope you get in here. Right. Uh, I hope we take you. It wasn't like, they weren't saying, no, they weren't saying it's not for you. No, 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 it's not for you. They were saying like, just like, dude, you can do it. We're going to fight for you type thing. Gotcha. But if I were you, I would reconsider. Right. I was like, why? And they told me, they're like, dude, we don't see our family. They're like, both families. Like we don't see our families. We don't see our kids, our life, this or that. It's going to be miserable, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, dude, and I see the anesthesiologists over there. They're loving life. They're having a balance. They're doing this. And they're like, you know, it seems really cool to you at the moment. Right. And they were saying this, like, it seems really cool to you to do that one procedure. You do that procedure a thousand times, 5,000 times, 10,000 times. It's the same thing. It's like that. It doesn't seem that cool. Like for me, you know, when I'm doing it as a med student, I'm like, that is the most amazing thing is they let me kind of feed a stench or something. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and they're like, um, they're like, it's not that cool. The more you do it. And so they're like, if you can, they're like, at least look into it, like, please. And so I started asking all the anesthesiologists. Next thing you know, I'm like, and the doctor's like, what are your lives like? What are you doing? How are you? And all the anesthesiologists, they're like happy. You know what I mean? They're like happy. The residents were happy. The attendings were happy. And I was like talking about their lives. And they're like, yeah, we get to go on vacation. We go trips and we do this and we get out early. I mean, like we have reasonable hours. We get to go home and see our kids for dinner. You know, these kind of things. I'm like, what am I, what am I doing here? You know? Yeah. And I never did a rotation in anesthesia. The crazy thing is the closest thing I did was like ICU, right? I did right. rotate in ICU and that was with an anesthesiologist who happened to run that. I had that person write a recommendation. I had all my, I had all my letters of recommendation switch just to say anesthesia. And then I, I switched the anesthesia. That was it. Boom. Wow. Yeah. Right and on that recommendation. You went through the anesthesia match. I went through the anesthesia match. Yeah. And, and where did you wind up? At USC. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and Dr. So, Cohen, I just want to let you know we've taken up more. We've taken up an hour of his time, so we should probably do like final questions. I promise you. <laughs> yes, time that's a that's a great story. What be, before we do final question? Have you ever? Are you in touch with those two guys? You know what? I've always this is what they told me, and this is like something that I actually thought about them like two three weeks ago. This was crazy of all the things they said. Peter, if you decide to do this, I remember one of them clearly said this. If you decide to do this, every Christmas, you will think about sending us Christmas cards, is what he said. <laughs> it's a randomest little thing, right? Yeah. I catch this. Every Christmas, I'm like, I need to send those guys something. <laughs> and I, so, I, know that, I know their names. I know that where they practice because I've Googled them many you, times. You got to reach out to them. I got to reach out to them. You got to reach out to them. And, and I, I want to so know. Them. Yeah, I'll let you know what I do because I am so grateful. Not that I don't love you. I mean, I'm sure urology, I would have done well with that as well yeah. or, or whatever. I might have been in, in match hell for the next three years, right? right? Doing whatever. I might have ended up wherever, right? But I'm so grateful for that because it ended up, uh, yeah, I really got the life that I want. And, I, and I, I've said it before. 
I love what I do. Lauren, what's your, do you have a final question for us? Yeah, I have a question. So you have like on your website, like a list of other jobs doctors do. Is there any like really interesting jobs like besides real estate investing? Like you had medical consultants on there. I didn't know if you know, like doctors that do movie consulting, like we've talked about before. Dr. Cohen's even done a little like medical consulting for like TV movies. Yeah, that's cool. I know of some. Okay. Yes, I, I know of some that have helped with some of these Grey's Anatomy and things like that. I do know of some. Um, that's yeah. something that you should be doing if you don't, if you are not doing it right now. Yeah. But yes, I do. I have heard of some doing that. It sounds pretty cool. Any other? I think it's like, a hard. Yeah. Well, Edna's been, on, Edna's been on like the doctors and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah She's been on yeah. a bunch of these different shows. Yeah. So she gets to be a part of that. That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a buddy of mine. You should probably. Uh, if you're into the reality thing, I've got another buddy of mine that's uh, a good buddy of mine. He he, won Big Brother, parlayed that into, you know, uh, basically became a producer for a little while, uh, ran a bunch of different Hollywood restaurants, ran in that circle, is a big successful dermatologist now, also, oh, wow. but then is also a chief medical officer, one of the biggest laser and kind of aesthetics laser laser places in, in the country now. So he's got a funny story. He's all in that world anyways. But okay. yeah. that's really fun. Nice. Do you know, did you ever see, when I was a resident, late night TV, there was this guy, Carlton Sheets. Do you know that, Lauren? I've heard of that. that. That's like the no money down guy. Is that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was I heard no of, money I knew, down I knew nothing. I've heard of him after the fact. People, yeah. people reference that guy all the time, but yeah. I came out in a very, very different time. I mean, it's right. like, but honestly, timing, it's, you just got, I got lucky right now. Even timing right is everything. Now, timing is everything. You get a little lucky and hopefully, um, you know, good luck will continue. But, but if so, people yeah. want to know more about that, they can just visit your website and learn, you know, like what's going on today and like real estate tips and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I think I talk about a lot of varied topics. I mean, it's, it's gotten pretty, I mean, I think I just talk about creating multiple streams of income. And I talk okay. about it, I talk about different strategies, different tips. And then one of the, some of the things that I really like talking about these days, probably some people may love it, some people may not love it, but it's kind of all the mindset stuff. Because I think that honestly, to do a lot of the things here and be successful and it doesn't matter what it is, surgery, business and all this stuff. I think majority of it's mindset versus mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like what you put into it versus like just your innate skill or yeah. just that sort of thing. Or, I mean, yes, how hard you work, but that's not going to happen unless you feel like, you know, you have the right, like, you know, the winner's mindset, you go for it. Like, you know, you can be successful. You'll take the right big moves and take steps and take risks to make it happen. And so I talk a lot about that stuff as well. And so my goal is you'll see the website. Actually, I'm going to change it a little bit. I mean, I'm updating it a little bit, but my goal is try to make it so that people have all the resources that they need if they want to mm-hmm. kind of pursue some other stuff. And my that's hope great. is that, yeah. I mean, before actually, I felt like, ah, oh, it's nice if you, as a doctor anyways, I, I said, look, it's nice if you do these other things. Um, but in my opinion now, when I talk to people, I'm like, it, you have to, uh, it's my, it's my, like, I, I believe that absolutely five, 10 yeah. years from now, you're going to regret if you didn't try, um, at least try something, you know, you need to, yeah. you need to start, you know, helping create a curriculum for med students, seriously, for med you students. Know, as, as, okay. as part of medical school. Yeah, I didn't even know we had you guys had a pre-med program. I didn't even know that existed. But um, Well, now it's dead or, or sick because of corona. But once we get up and running, I'll have you on. Happy to talk to them anytime. I've got some good friends in that space who really work on educating med students and early residents on financial matters and kind of getting them on the right footing at that point. Yeah. Because, you know, predators are coming, meaning that 
you're kind of like um, your target, right? For financial services. Like when you're a yeah. resident, especially all those people sitting at tables at the lunch thing, coming out, you're going to get flyers for this and that, these financial advisors, people coming after you. So you need to have a base knowledge. Otherwise, you could put yourself in a kind of pretty bad hole. So yeah. uh, if you need those resources, I've got those people as well, too. Cool. And ultimately, I just like getting a community of people together to talk about this stuff. That's great. You're a fan of Tim Ferriss? Oh, I love Tim Ferriss. Yeah. Tim Ferriss' podcast, 4-Hour Workweek, one Two of the most influential books, like for me in the last five years that I've read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and The 4-Hour Workweek. Same yeah, kind of that's thing. that's amazing. Work smarter, not harder type concept. Figure out how to, uh, I don't know, make money while you sleep is one way to put it, but really kind of really leverage your time, I'd say better, right. to create whatever life that you want. Amen. That's great. Peter, that's thanks for being on this. Yeah. Anything else, Dr. Cohen? I feel like we got a lot of good information. I feel like we're going to need to have a chapter two. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Happy to talk about it. Uh, I did not expect to talk about some of the things we talked about today. Yeah. Uh, and let me ask you up a little bit for you. Wait, wait let on. me ask you one more question. What do you think of your, how do you like your job? In you did not, wait, you did not, you did not, I love it. I okay, love it. Good. No, yeah, it's, yeah, really, yeah. it's really fulfilling. Honestly, I can't even think of a better situation where I'm teaching, I'm really helping people. You know, again, people, I do something really gratifying. It's a it's procedural based and and then the other, you the ask other me about my favorite is, movie. What is your favorite movie? I love that you're asking us that. Yeah, well, my, no, my favorite movie is Back to the Future. I've carried that movie from. Oh, from they're, they're all on Netflix right now. I just, that's funny that you said that. I just watched Back to the Future last night on Netflix. That's so does it hold up? I don't think my kids have watched it. Is it, you know, it holds up. It's it holds great. up. You know what? The funny thing is, I had a girlfriend back in the day that I remember she was like a cinephile or whatever you want to call it, whatever. She's really into movies. And we st just started dating. And I told her my favorite one was Back to the Future. She was just like horrified. I mean, hers was like really horrified because she was like some, I don't know, some fancy movie, right? Whatever right. it is. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she's like, I can't believe like, you know, I was like, I'm dating the wrong person here. But like, it, the funny thing is I got a lot of uh, validation because there have been a lot of articles lately that say like one of the, if you look at like the top 10 perfect scripts ever written, you will see mm -hmm. Back to the Future. You wrote um, that article. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, under a pseudonym. When I was anonymous. Right, right. When I was anonymous. I think it's a fantastic it is one yeah. of the most it is one of the most perfectly created movies, in my opinion, ever made. And you know what? That, I don't that, think yeah. my kids have seen it, so I'm gonna make that one of our because I, I love to watch movies with them. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that with them if Yeah, they see have. if it holds up today. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it does. Yeah. yeah. That's great. What about TV show? What do you want? What's your, one of your favorite TV shows other than uh, The Wire? <laughs> the Wire. Um, let's see. Some old classes. I love the, the series. Um, I mean, of course, like, you know, Game of Thrones is amazing. Uh, Breaking Bad. I'm those guys, that type of stuff. And what are you uh, watching now? Are you watching anything now? Yeah. I mean, I'm just watching what's, I've watched them all on Netflix. What have we, what have I just binged? Tell me some of the ones that are out there right now. Ozark? Did all. you watch Ozark? I've watched the first season of Ozark. Did I know the like second it? one's out. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, it the was third good. one's out. You're two the seasons. Third, yeah, I'm, I'm a couple seasons behind on that. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I try not to watch too much <laughs> right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Ozark. I remember one of my classics is is, is uh, the series Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That is, I just, never did. Oh, did you learn? No, that, I haven't that, seen that. that it's on a lot of people's TV favorite list. Yeah, it is on uh, it. it's yeah. all. It's just a classic. That The Wire. I mean, I've got so many, but um, anyways. I think well, you gave us Back to the Future, which I completely agree with you. So thank you for everything and your recommendations. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Peter Kim. It was great meeting you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. All right, take care. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.